Ready? Here. Now in partnership with the new Westport Library and the Quick Center for the Arts and iTunes, it's Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast with me, Trace Burroughs. And me, Migs Burroughs. And our guest today is Randy Herbertson, who probably has more to do with the Westport you know and love today and will know and love in the future than anybody else. Um, he wears many hats. Um, most of them are made out of solid gold from what I've seen, but uh, he's, uh, he owns a visual brand, a branding uh, company in Westport and um, head of the uh, formerly Downtown Merchants now. What is it, the Westport, Down Westport Downtown Association? Downtown Association. And I'm just curious, what prompted that change? Just um, Actually, we are now officially a 501c3, which is something that we had should have done long ago. And uh, that was sort of one of the re re requests to do from the IRS oh. to change it. And frankly, it doesn't change our mission. We've always been dual focused consumers and merchants and just, yeah. just simpler. Uh, the harder part was changing our website because we changed it to westportdowntown.com. And for a minute, no one could get there. So yeah. <laughs> now, now it's working. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we checked it out. Um, and then there's this other, just to cover all the things, the, the major things you're, you're on, um, this, um, DIPC, which is a mouthful. Let me see if I can get it. The a downtown planning implementation. Is it commission or committee? Committee. Committee. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and also that is a little bit of a legacy. Uh, I wasn't allowed to change the name. So it was originally called the downtown plan implementation committee because it was set up originally to implement the plan that was done in 2013, 2014, the latest master plan for the town. Uh, a big change now is that certainly it's still a reference for us, but we're not going line by line because A, some things have changed and some things we've realized are not feasible and uh, and some new things have you know, emerged. And so, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about it. We've sort of simplified even what our overall goals are for that, but we couldn't lose the implementation because ultimately our role still is planning. It's really mm -hmm. planning and then bringing it to the appropriate various places to uh, to bring it to life. So how far ahead do you plan? I mean, is this like a 50-year plan or a 20-year, 10-year plan? It's really, I would say, in being optimistic, mm. it's a five-year plan. Uh, you know, and we have it sort of separated into six buckets, and uh, they're all sort of intertwined. And, and these sort of come out of a, plans that have been around forever. Uh, the biggest bucket is what we're calling parking lot reinvention. And that is our big three. That's uh, Baldwin, Parker Harding, and Jessup. Um, and we're sort of setting up that in the order of complexity because Baldwin is a more straightforward parking lot, you know, reinvention. We're going to bring it up to a 50-year flood level. We're going to improve the greenscaping. Uh, we are potentially still looking at new access points for the lot. We're going to add, you know, charging and all sorts of things with that. Um, so that's more straightforward. The uh, that the, the plan for Parker Harding is now the next level more complex because not only are we going to redo the lot, uh, we're going to uh, try to improve and enhance the sidewalk side by the stores, make it larger, take more advantage of outdoor spaces for the stores and restaurants, and then on the riverside, uh, potentially put in a boardwalk and make that uh, a, a larger green space and more accessible on, on that side. Uh, so that's a bigger, and then biggest of all would be Jessup because the goal would be to flip where the parking lot is right now, where the lower Jessup lot is, bring it to the top where 
the police lot is, bring those together, probably add some um, uh, diagonal parking on Jessup so we don't lose parking, but that make a beautiful big green space uh, down by the river that may have a playground, we'll have a water feature, we'll have uh, mm. outdoor, you know, performance areas, things like that. So it, you know, frankly, now that on both sides, we fully take advantage of our riverfront downtown, which we are completely rare. There's no town in Fairfield County that has that and why not use it, right? So um, that's, you know, so that's a bigger project. So that's why it's third in line. Um, and then inter interwoven with that, um, our second bucket is pedestrian access. And in those last two projects, there's of course pedestrian access built into both of those. Um, but some other things that are under discussion are permanent street closures. Uh, we've obviously been experimenting with uh, Church Lane as something that's been very successful, but looking at some other opportunities to do that, uh, which could be parts of Main Street, could be Taylor, Taylor Place, um, other things to get create sort of a more permanent outdoor mall, sort of seating and outdoor usage area. Um, and then in that bucket, but also we might rethink uh, Veterans Green, you know, given the fact that we still need to keep it uh, as a memorial park, but, you know, could we create greater usage for it? You know, do some more things that would allow more, you know, group sports, you know, ice skating, things like that, because it's at the other bookend of the lot. Um, so those are sort of the bigger things there. Um, and then our other buckets are technology upgrades. So uh, there's an opportunity at one level to, uh, you know, after we all experienced what we did last summer when we all lost cell phones and Wi-Fi and everything, even though we all had power downtown, is doing a dedicated Wi-Fi network downtown and also potentially a Bluetooth network, which would allow us to do things like public address systems and outdoor sound systems and, mm. you know, smart parking and things like that. Um, and then the last initiative there, which ties into one of our other buckets, is potentially trying to become a model a community for solarization. So, uh, and this will be one of those public-private opportunities where we get both public and private buildings to uh, uh, aggressively convert to solar energy. And where that industry is right now gives us an opportunity to do microgrids and storage and all sorts of things that uh, would give us some new opportunities uh, and also, you know, make us a model city and uh, district for that across the country. And uh, that gets to the last bucket, which is sustainability. And, you know, we're very working closely with Sustainable Westport and others. And every one of these have, you know, elements to improve sustainability. Um, uh, actually, I did forget the last one, which is uh, maintenance. And we're going to look at ways to, uh, on a more uh, organized level, manage the uh, summer and winter maintenance downtown. So how do you like with all these uh, ideas and plans, what, how do you know which one to attack first? I mean, you actually get together and say, let's do this one thing here and then you move forward with that. So that's a really good question, Trace. And, you know, my ambition here. So I have a committee of 18, many of which are town employees who have very little time and the rest of us are volunteers. <laughs> so uh, and actually one of the things I hope to uh, evolve from the last um, iteration of this is not to focus on just a lot of little things, but to, to attack bigger things. So what we're actually organizing is about a dozen or more working groups that will have more people on it. So I hope to have up to 100 people involved in various working groups on these to carry these forward. And so some of them will happen at the same time, you know, and so for instance, what you know, my goal would be for the three big 
parking lot things, I would like to get our part very much done in a year, you know, which would be up to the point of creating inspiration drawings and some initial vetting and things like that. So then we can bring it to the town to do for more formal uh, planning drawings because that's what's going to be required before bonding and all that other stuff. Um, and then, you know, some of the other ones, street closure, that might happen on its own path and hopefully it would happen sooner rather than later. Um, other things, you know, could happen parallel path. So, um, yeah, so the uh, the reality is I'm hoping to uh, get a lot of these working, you know, you know, at the same time, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, you're running your own business and and um, your branding business. And um, what's the state of the, just to set the tone or baseline here, what, what's the state of Westport, you know, sort of post semi post COVID? I mean, what's the state of retail in downtown now? Well, it's, it's actually pretty exciting. And actually one of the things that I'm pretty proud of as a citizen uh, or resident of, of Westport is that even last year, you know, we had such a great new level of collaboration across town folks and uh, town officials and everything else, and even from the private sector and things kind of kept happening, you know, so we kept making improvements, things kept happening. Um, our realtors and landlords didn't sit around and wait. And so now, you know, from, basically february to september this year we have 24 new merchants opening downtown and what's kind of cool about that a we're getting a lot more uh, restaurants which is great mm -hmm. which is something we needed we're as we've always gotten is westport we're getting a lot of pilot stores so something that a lot of people don't know about westport is that we're a test market town you know retail oh. test markets here all the time really How is that and we have uh, five uh, concept stores uh, going in. You know, just an example. Train was a concept store when it went in, um, and um, the uh, Barnes and Noble is actually a new concept for them. It's a smaller footprint. Calico is a new concept for them. Uh, we have a thing called Unsubscribed that just opened. That's a concept for American Eagle. Um, Oco, which is a new furniture store, it's the second, actually first real store in the U.S. that this uh, British company is putting in, where uh, Banana Republic used to be. And so it's, and then on top of that, we're getting a lot of great independents, some new independents coming in as well. And Robert Redford Sundance is opening, right? Or did open, right? Yeah, that actually yeah. officially opened today. Yeah. That's so, wild. Yeah. So yeah, no, there was 16 in the country. So that's the other we love, you know, you know, seven uh, splendid Sundance are all examples of very smaller chains that have been very selective of where they go. Um, and they're choosing Westport, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a, you know, a period then where people were, you know, sky is falling, you know, and, you know, we're done for and everybody's leaving town and the, the stores are closing and count all the empty windows and I don't see that anymore. I mean, you know, a lot of it was overblown, but still. Well, you could, again, you could just sort of sit and pout and wait, but instead, yeah. both the town and the private sector said, what can we do to improve? I mean, look at the amount of improvement that's happened downtown on both levels. We've buried all of our cables. We've improved so many of our roads. You know, Main Street's getting repaved this year. Post Road's getting repaved this year. But the other remarkable thing, we go all the way up the Post Road in Westport, literally from the border down, almost every single building and shopping center has been redone. You know, car yeah. dealers have been redone, shopping centers have been redone. You know, Compost Center, which is one of the last ones, is getting redone now. And so, you know, people, they haven't sat around and waited. So, and as a result, people are coming. 
And of course, it doesn't hurt that we've got 10,000 new residents from New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just heard on the national news today, yeah, that um, that Westport, uh, yeah, they picked out what Westport had the most new residences on, yeah, CBS said something about that. Yeah. Uh, which again makes you'll know because remember we worked on the branding project together. <laughs> uh, Westport's kind of famous. I mean, people know Westport uh, from all over the country, and certainly in the region. And so we're a desirable place because of all the pieces that you know make up what we are. Um, and yeah, I mean, truthfully, downtown even last fall, the first people out were the new people, you know, and residents you know sort of followed after that. And now you go down there and there's lots and lots of people. <laughs> But, you know, I think the new residents really spurred that, for sure. So what are some of the um, merchant events that are coming up in the next few months? So, uh, of course, because we're, again, gluttons for punishment on that other part of my life. Uh, <laughs> last fall, we decided to prove that we could do safe and welcoming events in a controlled way in the rules. And so we did several events, uh, fitness and health, uh, outdoor shopping day, and then a pumpkin festival for, for families. And we decided to bring them all back this year on top of our other events. So instead of having three, we have seven. So, <laughs> so we just did fitness and health uh, uh, the weekend before last, you know, supported 17 local gyms and fitness places, which was great. Got a you know, couple thousand people that came out for it. Um, two weekends from now, Memorial, Memorial Day weekend, uh, we're bringing back the Fine Arts Festival. Uh, the 48th annual Fine Arts Festival, missed only one year out of that number of years last year. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a smaller show. We're going to have 100, I believe, in 20 versus 175 um, artists there, mostly just so we can space things out a little bit more. But the quality is amazing. And we've, you know, we've bolstered certain categories like sculpture is an area that we've been light on for a while. And we've got a bunch of new sculptors and multimedia artists we've improved. Um, and of course, Church Lane will be closed and we'll have dining there. So it'll be very, very uh, full. Um, and in the great news, the way we're reopening, um, you know, we're going to be able to do that in a nice way and still be, you know, appropriate uh, for the times, but uh, it should be a great show. And then following that, this summer, we're going to do three what we're calling summer shopping days, which we're going to close all of Main Street. We did it last fall, it was successful. And just uh, both Main Street merchants and other merchants will come on to Main Street and be able to have outdoor shopping. And so, um, and the very first one, June 26, will be our traditional sidewalk sale, but it won't have to be on just the sidewalk. <laughs> It'll be able to be on the street as well. Um, and then we're going to do one in July and August. And then in September, we'll do our Fashionably Westport event at the library. Um, and that supports uh, Project Return. Uh, and then in October, we'll do uh, Westoberfest again, which is our fair festival. And you know, what's cool about these, these attract different parts of our audience, you know, and so that's kind of our goal, you know, is that we do things that, you know, attract different kinds of people. Oh, and then I shouldn't forget is that for 44 nights starting, started two weeks ago, uh, on Church Lane, we have um, uh, musicians on Friday and Saturday nights on Church Lane. And again, that was our way to support so many musicians who are trying to get back on their feet. Um, could, we actually did a, a GoFundMe, which by the way, is still live. Uh, and we've raised $5,000 so far to help fund that. And uh, um, yeah, that's been a great opportunity. It was, <clears throat> you know, I just, I mean, we're both longtime Westporters and 
artists. So, you know, I just wanted to publicly thank you and the and Westport downtown, you know, for supporting the arts too. You've had art, you've, you've tried, you have included art in, in most of your, you know, Oktoberfest, other things, whether it's kids booths or, or, you know, activities to engage people. And uh, so I know the artists all appreciate that because sometimes art is the last thing to be considered, you know, when there's a public event, it's kind of a side thing. But um, yeah, and art in the windows, you know, in the stores last year, we did that before, just before COVID, I guess it was. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have that. I mean, Westwood's had a, a reputation as being an arts community and, you know, could be easy to forget them and not for, and, and not include art, but you've, you've done that. I would say for sure, for starters, uh, the Artist Collective has been a huge partner for the Downtown Association. I mean, you guys have been amazing. But you, what you said is right. We're an arts community, really, very arts-loving, arts-centric community. I mean, actually, on DPEC, I, I put somebody from the Arts Advisory um, Council on that committee specifically hmm. because I want representation uh, for that group. We actually also put somebody from Westport Pride on there because that was important to have that on that group as well. Uh, but for the arts, I mean, look at, I think let's, we got to continue to celebrate that that's who we are. You know, uh, last year, you know, the Artists Collective helped sponsor the endangered uh, species wall oh, yeah. art that we did. And I got, I hope we do more and more of that. In fact, really, it's even part of the uh, icing on the cake for, for DPEC. I would love to see us do some more installation work, more spectacular things, um, you know, much like the wonderful tunnel that you have done and now upgraded uh i want to see more of that downtown to remind people um yeah actually i think in that little alleyway uh i think if i'm not giving anything away but uh you know the um next anthropology that little tunnel the, the, the floodgates they're apparently obsolete and there's thoughts of putting art on them you know on those floodgates but um but, oh, the other thing I just want per, on a personal level, I mean, the pedestrian thing, it's maybe a, I don't know if some, I, I don't, I've never heard a negative thing about it, but the side effect of COVID is, is, is turning the town into more of a pedestrian uh, center, you know, Church Lane and, and, uh, and Bedford Square. And it's, it's just great to, and occasionally with your events, you close Main Street, it just brings a whole new life to the town, you know, and people. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How nice is it when there aren't cars like right where you're trying to do it? <laughs> we're going to preserve parking, so we're not going to lose parking. Um, and obviously, we've now got we've both shelters coming in and all sorts of other things. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and even another thing that's on the initiatives is to you know continue to push forward a townwide bike path, you know, to make uh, bike riding more accessible, certainly through downtown, but elsewhere in town as well. How about is there anything like consideration of like a city bike type thing? Where there'd be those kind of uh, i would love it in fact it's funny you say that because i've actually started a few conversations with a few groups that are doing that funny enough we are absolutely in the profile of what birds of your other woods like to go to from a community size we just never it's never happened and so i would absolutely love to see that happen i mean just imagine we had that at the train station we had that right. you know material lot it would be totally utilized do you do your efforts for the merchants ever um you ever combine forces with uh, Westin, Westport Weston um, Chamber of Commerce or? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, they're big partners with us. And you know, Matt and I work on lots of things together. And truth, we do a lot of things complementarily, you know? 
So he'll do one thing, we'll do a different thing. His wonderful series with Remarkable, you know, Imperial Lot. I mean, that was awesome. We actually were working on something. And when he did that, we said, you take it. <laughs> you got it. He really, the Dog Festival, which is amazing. He's also done, of course, a lot of focus on Sagatuck, which also is great because mm -hmm. they don't have a formal, you know, Merchants Association or anything like that. And so he's really championed that. So, yeah, we work, you know, really hand in hand with them. So there's something else you're involved in, and I think it's a pr more personal thing. This mymovingforward.com. What is is that? A, is that a Randy Herbertson project or a subset of something else that we don't know about? So that actually that was my my personal COVID project. So the the funny backstory to that is uh, early in COVID. Uh, you know, as a creative person, none of you guys do this, but I sometimes troll Pinterest because I find inspiration there. And yes, you know, I think it's kind of could go down a trap. Anyways, <laughs> I, I decided just to put a post up. I hadn't known it in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was just the way I was feeling about something. And I had a visual with, of course, and, and uh, just a short little blurb. And it blew up, got a, like 60,000 views. And mm -hmm. so I got an email from Pinterest saying, I'm so sorry you have to take this down because you didn't attribute it to anywhere. We need to have a link to something. And I said, OK, I'll just do my studio website. And I said, no, that doesn't work. So. I started a blog called uh, Moving Forward. It's actually mymovingforward.com, but that's what I could get. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of taken on a life of its own. I get anywhere from half a million to a million uh, hits a month on Pinterest. Wow. And it's now posted on LinkedIn and Instagram. And, and the blog itself gets you know 10 to 15,000 visitors a month. And uh, it's kind of cool. And now I literally post once a week, but you know my sort of idea on that it always has a visual but it is literally no more than two sentences and it's also purposely not political but it is topical you know so i try to and and also i'm a stoic so it's always glass half full so yeah <laughs> i'm not what was me it's like so, what what can we be so those are all your posts and and picture and images that go okay so it's not an open yeah it's not meant to be a group a uh, crowdsourcing type of uh, thoughtful thing it's very thoughtful and and, and there's in-depth there's the other aspect part of it too that's more in-depth um what is that called i have it open here oh fresh finds yeah so that is the part where and i actually need to put some more things up there because of course i'm constantly as we all are reading things when something really inspires me I'll put it up there as well. Um, and because uh, uh, there's yeah, I'm, a lot of smart people out there saying smart things. And the only filter there is I want it to be positive. You know, I'm, I'm looking for what are people saying, like even from this last year, what are the good things that are coming out of it? And there's so many mm. good things that we are learning, that we're changing, we're doing things differently. And, you know, that's going to help us move forward. <laughs> so, yeah. And and so what do you well that was i guess that sort of answered one my next question in a way because you created that website mymovingforward.com i encourage people to go there but you know what does randy do for randy i mean uh do you do you, are you a, a secret skateboarder are you a, a windsurfer do you uh knit you know i mean you know. <laughs> no really what do you i wish i did yes no, uh, <laughs> truthfully besides i am a pretty big uh fitness fanatic so i definitely do that i have a Peloton and during COVID, I kind of got 85 of those things that makes my wife very unhappy. Uh, <laughs> I have now our sunrooms filled with exercise stuff. But the actually the other funny thing, this is actually a 2021 thing. I decided to become a soup maker. Oh. So 
uh, I now every weekend make soup. And uh, it's not like it doesn't take me all weekend, but it's something that I plan. And uh, it's, it's kind of a fun thing. So it's usually slow cook and I'm sourcing recipes that I've never been a cook. And honestly, mm-hmm. frankly, if the recipe is too complicated, I don't do it. But <laughs> so now, do you just enough for you, or do you give it away to friends, or do, you know, it's just. So I got an Instapot that's eight quart, and so it's way more than Deborah and I can eat. So I'm constantly bringing it into the studio because I have, uh, I have actually about a third of my team that's back now, and uh, and of course all the young boys came first, so they're all hungry boys, so they get <laughs> they get soup. <laughs> that's great. I have a nightmarish soup story. My, when I got after my divorce, I figured, well, I better learn to cook. So I took the cooking class at Continuing Ed at Staples. And, and the introductory thing was soup, you know, and we're going to make butternut squash soup. And it takes us through the whole thing. And then we get a printout print of the ingredients. And I realized, you know, I have none of these ingredients. So I go to the food market. It wasn't fresh foods, whole foods, but whatever it was. And I go... Like $35, $40 worth of ingredients to make the soup. I didn't, and I had no idea of portions. There was probably six gallons of soup. I mean, you know, add, you need three quarts of this and four quarts of that. And, you know, after a bowl or two, I was done with it. But that was my first and last soup attempt. But uh, what kind of, uh, what's your proudest soup moment? (laughs) (laughs) So actually what I do think is I, just like I don't like to read the, a book twice or watch a movie twice, I don't like to make the same soup twice. So I'm work, I'm cycling my way through. You know, I've done vegetable soup, beef, lamb, chicken. Mm. Uh, uh, I've gotten actually. There's like one other thing in COVID. I've started to get uh, fresh um, meat from Walden Farm, which is up in uh, Rhode Island, and it's a very cool story. It's a small collective up there, and they deliver it to you. And um, and so I, they have like lots of things that I've used uh, for soup, sausages and various things. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's um, it's always experimenting with different things, you know, and uh, it's funny thing just to be ahead of thing. I for um, Easter, I made uh, a lamb roast because, again, I decided to be the Easter cook as well. <laughs> and of course, you never you never eat all of it. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I kept the thing for a while. Then, oh, I'll just throw it in the slow cooker, you know, 12 hours later, I had lamb stock. So now that's becoming a soup. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, I have a, a quick question. This is a total turnaround on, on topic, but uh, you're a brand strategist expert. So does the brand, I mean, we've been, Trace and I both work, with, uh, you know, in graphics, not, not to nowhere near your extent, but does the brand make the business or does the business make the brand? Or is it, a, you know, I mean, can a, can a good brand, a logo, a branding strategy actually make a business, any business or, you know, if a business is a wonderful business like Sundance, whatever you do is going to work, you know, that type of thing. So that's a really great question. And the truth is, if you're only one or the other, you fail. Mm. So we've all seen incredibly slick, wonderful stories, slick branding, and then there's nothing behind it. You go, ah, you overpromised me and you didn't deliver. The other hand, there's amazing products that you go, oh, those are so incredible, but there's no story. You don't understand how to mm. use them. It looks kind of stupid. So truthfully, it's it's a happy medium. The truth is, of course, where you know we all do our business is usually where people have a great product, and they need to have a story, and they need to have a brand, and they need them to look right. And you know what we actually a lot of times do is that you know, it's a lot about be who you are, be the best you basically. 
So in other words, don't say, oh, I'm this thing and I want to be that thing, but it, it's nothing like what I am. You know, because people aspire to say, oh, I want to be the next ex de Lauder and uh, I'm not that kind of perfume, you know? <laughs> so I don't smell that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I'm not for that audience. So it's it's really a lot about discovering who you are uh, and then doing it in the best, you know, the best way, you know? And, and a lot of interesting too, a lot of what we find too is that beyond storytelling is information telling. And so information design, and that meaning like WebEx mm. or UX for web is a big part of what we do now. And actually that's an art form, you know, how to take complex information and infographically deliver it in a way that people can go, ah, I understand what you're saying. That's my so. biggest complaint about sort of a lot of tech, new technology and digital uh, companies that you go to the site and like, it's not clear enough, or you go to the procedure at their site when you've joined, and it's like, how do I do this? And <laughs> instructions, the basics of basic instructions. CD Baby, when they first started out, had very simple, like a kindergarten kid, which is my level, you know, <laughs> um, how to do this, that, and this. And so many sites get too complicated. The people who create that, in, that instruction they need to like pare it down and make it simple and exact and it, yeah i agree yeah that's a, you know tracy hit the nail on the head and it's funny a lot of times uh we were we actually work on one level of our business with a lot of people who are engineers who have these complex things we do a lot of work in an alternative energy and a lot of, and uh, digitizing utilities and things and and also with in healthcare and it's so complex and again people want to a not be afraid of it <laughs> but b understand it. And this is again, where iconography is so powerful because if you create a communication code, then you kind of shorthand for people. Okay, when I see that, I know it means that. Just like CD Baby, like your example, you can walk your way through it. Um, we do the same thing when we do a messaging strategy for somebody, we said, what are the words that you want to use a lot that mean something to you? So every time you hear that word out of your written dialogue or mouth, we know it means something for you. It doesn't have to be an invented word, it's just something you use regularly that means something. And then as a user, you start going, okay, got that. Don't have to think about that. I know what you mean there. So, you know, it's a, it's a, and you know, those who do it well, do it really well, you know, and that's why they're successful. Well, yeah, we're going to end in a minute here. But yeah, that, the, the, my best takeaway in, in being, you know, a small part of that committee, the Westport branding or website committee was, you know, you you led us through, you know, what 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 is what what's this, what's Westport? What's you know, we all know it and feel it and think we but to put it into words. It was really hard, and 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 it, it didn't seem like it should have been. But there's a million dollars. Westport's the river. No, Westport's Main Street. No, Westport's the this. It's that. It's Town Hall. It's the beach. It's well. How do you say that in a you know? How do you tell that story quickly? Yeah, and that's actually, of course, makes that as the absolute nugget of great messaging it's just how do you say it in a few words and that's why that whole module is set up basically to say things in a few words as possible because uh, like i said it's incredibly hard it's harder to cut out words than to add words right so yeah yeah all right well thanks so much randy randy yeah, herbertson and go to the uh go to mymovingforward.com and westportdowntown.com for more about westport and more about randy and thanks so much for all you do and for doing this. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate that.